0: Yeah. There's like 15 times a day where I'm like, Jesus, look at this goof. You know, like, what the fuck's this guy doing?
1: From the blanket fort we're calling a studio, it's the Sub Pop Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hi, I'm your host, Alyssa Atkins, with your other host, Arwen who- Nix. That's me. Hi.
2: Uh, This is episode two of season one of the Sub Pop podcast, and the basic idea of the show is that we're going to bring you stories of artists of Sub Pop past and present and a whole bevy of other people that we're going to talk to about everything from time travel to politics to karaoke and... For some reason, porn quite a bit. For Um, some reason. For some reason, I ask a lot of people about porn. (laughs) If you want to know more about how we're putting this together and why that is explained at length in episode one, which you should also
1: go back and listen to because it's pretty good. You should just for fun and for information.
2: Yeah, if you found this episode and you're liking it so far, maybe (laughs) you're really going to like episode
3: one.
1: You know, another part of episode one was a snippet of my conversation with Noel Hero and Jessica Zambri from Mass Gothic. It's quite good.
2: Yeah, Alice has been a little obsessed with this moment.
4: Oh, I say, uh, you must be joking me off.
0: Yeah, are you joking? Like, if somebody's are you like joking me off right it's now, it's like her version of "Are you kidding me?" Is "Are you joking me off?"
4: Oh, <laughs> it's, that one's
2: pretty fun to say. Okay, so we're going to be hearing more from both Noel and Jessica in a minute. Also, this episode, we're going to hear from Sarah Moody. She's the general manager of Hardly Art, and throughout this season, we're going to be talking to so many artists that are on Hardly Art, and so we wanted to introduce you to Sarah first, and a little bit about that label, and how Sub Pop's sibling label got started before we dive into that deep pool of talent that is Hardly (laughs) Art.
1: Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> we're also,
2: another thing uh, that you have to look forward to at the end of this episode is a quick story from Ben Bridwell of Band of Horses talking about getting thrown in the clink over a holiday weekend because he's, uh, he's a little bit of a troublemaker.
1: But first, Mask Gothic. Uh, Noel and Jessica were here a, a few weeks ago maybe a couple months ago now. They were recently here for a marketing meeting, and um, I convinced them to come down to this little blanket fort, murder studio, burlap-lined room. (laughs) And they were very trusting and sweet, and no harm came of them. And in fact, we had a great conversation, and they gave me really good advice, tips and advice, and then actual real good life advice at the end.
0: We have one dynamic. It's it's like ah.
1: can you recommend one thing to me it can be anything mm. life advice restaurant food
0: hmm hmm uh-huh.
4: in the past year or two I have been, like, taking your advice, Noel, which is, like, chill out and wear your pajamas, like, all day for, you know, sometimes.
0: Like, one day every week or so? Like, don't get out of your pajamas. Just be,
4: just be... And
0: don't feel bad about it.
4: Yeah, and that's really hard to do. And I think especially if you're... Yeah, the thing is, is that, like, I had to accept that I wasn't going to stay in bed for you know the entire month and not write or do anything it's like once you know like all right that's not kind of it's one day it's one day like you don't need to losing all my time to do everything that i need to do and vacation is for the week and it's bullshit
0: (laughs) well i mean some of the most strict religious groups have been like imposing that same exact thing but like in a way that sounds a lot less lazy and oafy in the way that than the way that we're saying right now but like if that makes you feel any better I mean yeah day yeah, of all the
4: religious people out they there day of
0: rest that's a, yeah I mean that doesn't do it for me but oh yeah I'm just pajama day but pajama day <laughs> yeah and it's just to wrap up that's your thing seed nicely into mine because <laughs> I was going to say this is whatever don't be afraid to ask very difficult questions about yourself and say that you're wrong sometimes about shit and like don't be afraid of therapy mm. Mm, you know take responsibility Ooh. for your own bullshit that's like my that's my favorite one right now <laughs> Right. and it wow. made my pajama days a hell of a lot more rewarding as well in those m-
4: moments of clarity sometimes you're like oh man I have all these thoughts or these new ideas you wouldn't have had if you just kept Easy. kept your head down and powered through and <laughs> it's
1: true like you know? you'll actually maybe even get there faster yeah. If you yeah take a break every now and then
4: yeah
0: What
1: question would you want us to ask other bands? What would you want to know from other bands when we get the opportunity to talk to them? It would
0: be interesting to be asked once in a while, like, do you like what you're doing? Are you happy with what you're doing? If so, when did you become happy with what you're doing? Because I'd like to see the reactions of some bands to that question, because if you asked me that question like three years ago, four years ago, I would have like stumbled my way through it just like trying not to answer it.
4: Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's and it's super relatable too because Go to therapy, guys. Oh jeez, yeah. <laughs>
0: say what you're doing I mean generally like if we're talking to bands and music and whatever it's a good question to
4: ask like yourself period end of story of bands which I think is good because a lot of times people will be like oh shit I didn't even think about that which is probably red alert but then in general too like if you're not if you're never I guess if you're never asking that question then like you might find yourself doing things you don't want to do on a regular basis which you know you might discover like five ten years Later than you would have if you had
0: asked yourself that.
4: Are you happy with what you guys are doing right now? Are you both
1: happy?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I just set you up to ask me that. So, uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and thank you. I'm going to ask you.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I found myself really, really cornered and, and stuck. And I like, there were outside factors that put me there, but I totally. Allowed myself to settle into that corner, and then I put myself even further in the corner, like telling myself that everything's fine and I'm, I'm, I got it under control. I'm doing this is fine, whatever. Oh, this is the right thing to do. It's you want to be nice to everyone around you. You got to do right by so and so and so and so. And then I was just like, it just kind of like blew up in my face at some point a couple of years ago. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this is not. I'm not doing anything that I. You know, I'm not doing this stuff for myself. I wouldn't say it's a nice question to ask fans. <laughs> but it's yeah, it'd be interesting.
1: But finding your way out of that got you to a totally different place yeah. where you can feel yeah, and satisfied.
0: like like the you know if people don't like shit that I'm making now, I'm like that's okay because I chose everything. I'd, I mm. I'm doing it, you know. It's all, It's all on me. So that's all right.
4: The process could still be like just as high and low, it's just like a, if, if the end-all be-all is like sort of like I want to be doing this, regardless if it's making me a crazy or not, you still want to do it. That, that makes the really spiky high-low moments a little less daunting.
1: Jessica are on tour. Mask Gothic's album, Mask Gothic, is out and available now at such fine retailers as the Mega Mart. The Sub Pop -Pop Mega Mart. Yeah. Um,
2: Speaking of the Sub Pop Mega Mart, now a word from our sponsor,
1: the Sub Pop Mega
2: Mart.
5: Should we do something like Sunday, 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 Monster Truck style? Yes,
2: try it. Try it with Sub Pop.
5: Okay. Uh, sub pop sub pop sub pop and in the background it goes mega mart <laughs> okay oh and that yeah what's a? I don't even know what a crop top is
2: it's basically like if you took the t-shirt that you're wearing and you cut oh. it above the belly
5: button right it's like a half shirt for women it's a
2: cropped top for anyone it's non-gender specific but- This first summer season of Beverly Hills 90210, Steve Sanders was wearing so many crop tops, and it was amazing.
5: See, to me, the way I grew up, you'd call that a half shirt. Okay. Maybe that's a Northwest thing. But half shirt doesn't rhyme with sub pop, so...
2: But you don't actually sell crop tops.
5: No, but, um... You can easily convert one of our other offerings into a cropped top. (laughs) Alright. Okay, go for it. Um, Need a crop top or a flip-flop? Hop over to the one-stop shop to cop all things sub-pop.
2: You don't have either of those things.
5: No, we don't.
2: So as promised, our next interview is a discussion I had with the uh, lovely and stoic Sarah Moody. uh, (laughs) That's true. She is. She's, She's totally stoic and totally lovely. I really adore that lady. And she was kind enough to spare an hour of her time to come into the murder closet and chat with me about how the label got started.
3: I had heard rumors from, well, actually not even rumors. It had been talked about in morning meetings that they... Sub Pop was thinking about starting a little label, and by this I thought they meant that it would be kind of part of the Sub Pop bubble. People in Sub Pop would run it, and it would just be in addition to their Sub Pop jobs. And what ended up happening was there was a day in late 2006, I think it was, when I got a call from Megan Jasper. I was sitting at my desk, I remember, and she asks me hey I'm I'm sitting here in my office with a couple of folks do you want to do you want to swing by and I said okay and I'm pretty sure at this point this is maybe the first time Megan has ever called me maybe <laughs> second and so in my mind I'm like oh god what have I done horribly right or wrong and had no idea what on earth I was about to be congratulated on or reprimanded for and s- so I step into Megan's office and uh, it turns out that they were going to start this label thing and they wanted to know if I wanted to run it. And I said, "Uh, well, okay, so you want me to keep doing publicity stuff, but also train whoever you're hiring to do this label, right? And they're like, no, we want you to run the label. And I was like, okay, so... I'll be doing my publicity stuff and then I'll be running this label. And they're like, no, we want you to stop doing publicity stuff and just do this label. And it sounds cool now, but at the time I was like, well, wait a minute, I've only been at Sub Pop for this long and this has been what I wanted to do for so long. And you're wanting me to now leave what was formerly my dream job and take a leap into the great unknown void that is the new label. <laughs> How much power did you have to actually run the label when it first got started? Well, when it first got started, there was nothing to run because <laughs> it didn't have a name, it didn't have a logo, it didn't have a website, and it didn't have a roster outside of our first band, which was Arthur and You.
6: Down,
5: on the ground.
3: And so... So when I say leap into the void, that's that's what I mean. Is so just you didn't even you had a band before
2: you guys even had a name for the label.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, we had a band we were interested in working with. Wow. We had to name the label before we could offer them a record deal on sure. said label, yeah. and so it was it was part of a larger process. But that was the first band that we signed to the label, which we finally named, which was Hardly Art. And why did you name it Hardly Art? Have you ever tried to name anything?
2: Yes. <laughs> it's so hard. It sucks. I've had it's to name different radio shows, and it's, it is the fucking worst.
3: Going back to In the Mood, yes, this was also a problem. And yeah. so, no, it was, it was very much a process, because it's the sort of thing where you think you'll have a thousand ideas, and then someone finally asks you, hey, we're going to start this thing, what do you want to call it? And then your mind goes blank. It's like it, when you ask someone, hey, what's the name of that song, or what's the name of that one word? And then once your brain gears get turning, it just, there's, it's gone. yeah, it's gone. But thankfully, one day, Tony had the idea of grabbing a lyric from a thermal song, who at the time Sub Pop was still working with, and said, hey, why don't we just call it Hardly Art? It comes from the song by the Thermals. That's super great. And we were all like, hmm, Hardly Art. That's maybe one of the least terrible names that's been thrown out as of yet. Hardly
5: Art, Hardly Starving. Hardly Art, Hardly Garbage. Hardly Art,
3: Hardly Is there something that Hardly Art has yet to do that you hope for we haven't gone platinum we also we keep trying to do a caravan tour which i think is slowly starting to happen in the sense where you know we have more bands that will tour together or so a caravan tour is what exactly caravan tour would be if we got three bands all on the same route playing the same shows together But I think doing a caravan tour would just kind of drive home that point of, hey, we have this roster of bands that are incredible live, and now you get to see three of them at once. How cool is that?
2: What is something that is part of your job that people don't understand? Like when
3: you say, like, oh, I run a record label, it is a quote-unquote cool job. There's the perception that it's just kind of a good times party time all the time, which (laughs) it is a good time, but it's not to say that it isn't stressful or that it isn't, you know, a lot of concerted effort on the behalf of the label. I think a lot of times people don't really understand what it is a record label even does anymore or why they're needed or necessary or you know what have you i think that's going to be the unanswered question for this entire podcast (laughs)
2: because we're definitely not
3: going to explain what it is we like to keep some mystery to uh what we do (laughs) around here
1: That was Sarah Moody, general manager of Hardly Art. Thanks for talking with us, Sarah, and thanks for letting us take over a closet in your office, in the Hardly Art office. Yeah, the the murder
2: closet, burlap-lined room, blanket fort that we keep talking about is actually a room that's part of Hardly Art's offices that we...
1: Just took over. I think we're like
2: Pacific Heights squatting in Hurley Arts offices right now. Yeah,
1: and we just come down here and make a bunch of noise and commotion.
2: Creep up on them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for that, Sarah.
2: Also, Sarah and Jason, uh, if you're listening to this, there's chips in the other room. And they might be a little stale, but
1: they're yours for the taking. Even though they say, podcast only, don't touch. So who are we hearing from next week on the Sub Pop podcast episode three? <laughs> I'm so
2: proud. Um, if we can make it to episode three, we will be hearing from <laughs> Tony Cool, Tony K. Kiwi, we- <laughs> Kiwi. <Key well. laughs> well, I don't know how to say it. No, I like Tony Cool better. <laughs> can we just call him Tony Cool? Yeah. Okay, Tony Cool. <laughs> Who works in A&R and does so much stuff here at Sub Pop. And he explained to me how Sub Pop put out their first, as everyone likes to describe it, intentional comedy album. And we're also going to talk to Ben Bridwell of Band of Horses, who I spoke to for like over an hour. It was a a favor, kind of a friend of a friend thing that he agreed to talk to us late at night while he was... Right while well, his wife was like expecting their fourth child and it was like eleven o'clock at night and he's in the middle of making a new record, but he still spared some time for me, which was pretty
1: nice. That was nice of him. How did you call in that friend of a friend favor? <laughs> by the way. <laughs> well, Alyssa Full
2: disclosure, audience, I am dating Jen T. Champion of S, and Jen used to be in Chris's Weird with Ben. They're old friends they met in Tucson in the late 90s and were basically they were street kids together for a while and before Chris's Weird started and and this story that you're about to hear from Ben which didn't make it into our final conversation is actually because Jen gave me some tips she fed me some questions to ask Ben including this one about a uh late 90s debacle (laughs) (laughs)
6: Yeah, Matt and I were um, sleeping rough, as they call it, just sleeping outdoors. And, you know, he he had this great guitar that that he sold to his boss in Olympia at Burrito Heaven, I believe. And we were broke as could be, you know, stealing candy bars to eat sometimes, buying a pack of gum with our food stamps to get 75 cents back just to get, you know, maybe a couple uh, like a Jack in the Box burger or something to eat. So when his boss gave him, I think it was something like, it was astronomical, it was, it was like 600 bucks or something, you know? And, and we didn't have that kind of money. I mean, even two paychecks didn't equal that. So when he got that money, we'd been eyeing this guitar that we passed by every day in this, this music shop in the, in the uh, Pike Place Market and kind of lusted after it, you know, this kind of dobro resonator guitar. Jen and the boss guy came up from Olympia and we were like... We're going to spend that money on like a hotel room. We're going to sleep inside, like in a bed. I mean, it's going to be awesome. This was a big deal for us. Um, I mean, we'd been planning all week for this, this weekend. And so we get the money, we go to the store, and the guy that ran the, the shop was a total dick to us. You know? And sure, we looked, we looked like bums and kind of were. And it's not like we're running around shoplifting everywhere. I, I made it sound like that, like maybe to grab a bite when we're starving or something. But no, we weren't bad people at all. Um, we, were saving, we were trying to work jobs to save up money to get an apartment. So the fact that this guy treated us like, like you know, so poorly really offended me, man. I thought to get his ass back, I'm going to steal a kazoo, a harmonica that I didn't even realize they're in different keys. I'm just like, oh, you got, here's a harmonica. We can play every song that exists. And a jaw harp, you know, like the bonga dong dong thing. <laughs> so it was, it was only like, I mean, nothing that's over five bucks a piece. So when the alarm went off on this harmonica or whatever, I actually thought there was like a fire going, or like a fire alarm got pulled. So I'd stopped dead in my tracks. I didn't think to run or anything. And the guy asked me, he's like, you know, can you come back inside? I was like, oh, of course. Like, wow, something crazy out here, right? And, like, and he pressed charges. He pressed charges. I went to a King County Jail, and it was Easter weekend, so all the court dates were all pushed back. I ended up sleeping in King County for like, I think it was like three nights or something. Missed that whole weekend. Didn't get to go to the hotel. You know, it was such a stupid stupid thing to be arrested for, too. Like, once the, you know, my case was all these backed-up cases, you know, they're running us through the mill. Uh, they be like, get the hell out of here. Don't do anything stupid for a while, and you'll be fine. i like, okay. And as I'm walking down Broadway, I have no idea how to find Matt, either. Like, we're separated now. They have no idea where I am. Happenstance would have it, that as I'm walking down Broadway, Matt's walking on the parallel street north, and we cross the intersection at the same time, just on different streets and see each other. like within seriously, within like an hour of getting released from King County. I was like, "dang, What the hell has happened? you know? It was a wild time.
2: We're going to get more from Ben Bridwell, more up-to-date and storytelling from Ben Bridwell in episode three, so tune in for that next week.
1: And maybe some more dirt from Jen about Ben.
2: We'll definitely be hearing from Jen this season, for sure. The chemistry we have is incredible.
1: <laughs> On today's episode, you heard m- music from Mud Honey, of course, Mass Gothic, the, th- the Thermals,
2: Arthur and You, Chastity Belt, Shannon and the Clams,
1: Taco Cat, Band of Horses, The Satisfaction, The
2: Baptist Generals, and Shabazz Palaces. And if you want to find those songs, we have a playlist up at our website. You can find a link to that at subpop.fm.
1: Yeah, that's subpop.fm. And while you're there, you'll find links to subscribe, Please do, and you'll also find um, past episodes.
2: Yes, you'll find episode one. And if you happen to be listening in iTunes, we would really appreciate a rating. It's not intuitive, but it sure helps us out a lot.
1: It's true, it's not intuitive. <laughs> so much so that some of the Sub Pop staff couldn't figure it. We're out. still working, We're working on working that. On it,
2: okay? uh, thank you very much to Noel and Jessica. Thanks to Sarah yeah, Moody, thank and thanks you. to Ben, who again you're going to be hearing more from next episode.
1: Big thank yous to the Sub brass. Chris Jacobs, Megan Jasper, Jonathan Poneman. You're all sweethearts. You really are. <sighs> Fuck. All right. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's see how that sounds. Should we test that? Yeah.